hello and welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. Now I'm going to start with the bad news this week, I'm afraid, guys, because it's best to get it out of the way. Um, there's no casualty because of the rugby. Now, if you're a, if you're a big rugby fan, it's France versus Wales, prime time. Um, but... If you are looking for something to watch, our sister podcast, which I conveniently, uh, you can hear my voice on too, um, recommends The Falcon and the Soldier on Disney Plus and a variety of other things. So please do tune in. But Claire, I, I don't know about you. What are you binging on at the moment? Well, um, I, I'm I'm binging on Shit's Creek on Netflix. You have to say that very carefully. <laughs> um, you really do. That, that's a controversial <laughs> because I'm not very keen on it. Um, Am I allowed to say that out yes, loud? Yes, yes, you can. You can. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. From the beginning, mm, or because yeah. I I I need to keep going back to it because at the I struggled with the first two episodes. Yeah, they're not a very likable family in the beginning, but you know what? They're a family. They're a bit like the, the Simpsons in a way. You know, um, Homer's not particularly likable, is he? Um, True. But but they're a family that stays together and um, have each other's back backs. So I think that's a really nice thing. Yeah, that's and it's and it's been a massive hit. So yeah. I do sort of realise that I'm probably on on the periphery. I've been watching a lot of uh, children's. Um, type kind of shows because the kids have been at home but now they've gone back I've been really binging on Soulmates if you haven't watched Soulmates okay. you've got to get onto it it's, it really plays with your mind but really really good on Amazon Prime you know what Hannah you ought to do with one of your your daughter's about one of your daughter's about 11 isn't she she's 10, 10. yeah but yeah nearly 11 yeah nearly 11 so um, if you I was going to watch this actually over Easter I've been saving this you know on Netflix they have all the um, they have all the Twilight movies she would like that actually and you know adults like them as well and I thought I might my niece has just watched them she's and she's just adores them so I thought yeah that's a good idea because we, we say on a set because obviously we haven't been able to do anything we've been saying on a Saturday night it's movie night and the children can choose what we watch and we get a, a, a big bag of popcorn and we kind of you know make an evening of it if you like and they have a late night and they they enjoy doing it and it's quite sketchy sometimes what we watch <laughs> last week we were on to a winner we watched um four kids and it and it had uh, Russell Brand in it yeah. and Michael Caine played the voice of the sort of sandy creature in it and that was really good but yeah it can be a little bit um, up and down what we actually get but they enjoy it so yes Twilight great idea Hollyoaks because we, we do you know we mixed up last week didn't we Claire and we did talk about Hollyoaks first let's do it again shall we um, morning Claire hi Hannah hi there so Hollyoaks we return to um, the summer Brody Sienna love triangle this week, don't we? Yes, we do. Uh, so that's been bubbling on in the background because we've had so much go on, Hannah. Remember last week we had we had the end of the um, end of the county lines drug drug storyline, and um, we're all that was such an exciting time. So this week I thought we'd go back to a little bit of love triangle and. Um, Sienna is starting to realise that Summer is not quite as innocent as she seems. And, of course, you and I called that she was a bunny boiler several weeks ago, didn't we? We did. We really did. And uh, we all know that Summer shot Sienna a couple of weeks ago uh, when she saw her and Brody getting close. So, you know, she's you don't just shoot people. It's just a bit... You do in Hollyoaks, there. <laughs> so, so Summer's putting a plan into action to make it look like Warren was the shooter and that he was actually aiming for his friend Brody. Now, Warren might be innocent of this particular crime, um, but can you guess how many people he has actually killed, Hannah? Oh, my goodness. Um, quite a few. Um, 
four. But six. You weren't Gosh. far off. That's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to get away with, to be honest, isn't it? I know. And we talked about this with Harriet in, in Emmerdale, um, you know, being really conflicted about, about her involvement in the death of, of Malone. But, you know, I don't think Warren has trouble sleeping nights. No. I, do you know what? We've, we kind of talk about this each time, but it's amazing how particular well, obviously in soaps i hope this isn't real life and it just or well, perhaps it is and it just becomes easier and easier you, you commit a crime you get away with it and then you get almost addicted to it and you just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it we talk about cameron don't mean holby you know the kind of the, the dreadful things he's doing kind of it's like you're just addicted to doing terrible things and to and it, and he almost sort of make peace with doing that somehow and that must be where warren's at surely <laughs> yes <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't sleep at night no no so um so so we have summer setting warren up um but uh with someone realizing that brody might not be as besotted with her as she thought because we know brody is keeping her on side to to keep his um his secret about the involvement in putting her dad in a coma um her attention turns to sienna and she begins to befriend her but as summer's mask slips what will sienna do what is she going to do? Tell me. Don't leave me there. Oh, God. That's a, I don't want to spoil it for you. You have to watch this one because this is really good because Summer's unhinged and, you know, Sienna's being played nicey-nice, but she can also be a bit crafty, that one. So I think this mm. is going to be a good storyline. Excellent. Okay, so moving on to the square. Apparently, you tell me it's the week I've been waiting for. It is, it is. Um, so we see... Um, Mick and Linda back in the Vic. Yes, little dance from me. <laughs> it is funny. They they really um we've had lots and lots of people in the Vic, um, but they've really made a a really big impression. They're kind of like a, a Den and Angie. You know, Den and Angie owned the Vic, and I think Mick and Linda owned the Vic. You know, Sharon, we talked about Sharon last week. Sharon, you know, obviously was there with her parents, but she also ran it with Grant. But those I, I don't know. They weren't quite uh, uh, Mick and Linda. It, 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 no, I mean, it could have worked if they had had the sort of same relationship as Mick and Linda. But Mick and Linda, you know, kind of the fact that they've come back together and this has worked after everything. They, and that's a bit like Angie and Den, isn't yeah. it? There's lots of things that went on, but they all always came back together. No, that's their pub now. And I'm so pleased yeah. that they're back at the helm. They also, you know, they have a big family that helps as well. And I think, I think let's not underestimate Shirley. I think she's, she's, a, she's a, she's a great, she's a great Carter. Oh, she's, she really, really is. And, and there's some great news as well, isn't there for justice this week? Yes. Because we find out that Katie, um, has been arrested and that, um, for, for abusing Mick, the storyline that's been sort of running for, for some time now. And they're appealing for more people because presumably and very sadly she won't he won't have been the only yes. one. Yes. We know we know he isn't the only one. There there is another person that they know of. Um so so yes, so they they are appealing for more survivors to come forward. You know, but you know, this is very personal for Mick. You you don't you know, this is something he's struggled with for for, you know, over twenty years and and um he's worried that people will find out what what's happened to him. You don't want it, it's your choice if you want to say I'm an abuser survivor or if you want to keep it private and I think Mick Mick wants to keep it private so he's quite a proud man isn't he as well and I suspect he kind of you know yeah he's struggling with he doesn't he doesn't want it all out there it's like you said something's been very very private and so 
Yeah, that remains to be seen, I guess. But I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that that story sort of coming to a conclusion to a degree because it's quite uncomfortable, I think, at times. Yes, yes. But also, you know, like, there's also Frankie, his daughter. Um, you know, um, he will have to... I, I, you know, the Carters, they are all family, so I would imagine he's going to have to claim her as his daughter. But he's not going to let her go, you know. He's, you no. know, she's his daughter. She's going to, he's going to be there for her just like he is for all his other children. Yeah, Absolutely. And there's some um, really awful racist group graffiti, isn't there, painted on the Minute Mart? Yeah. Um, which is just, just horrible, um, really. It is. It's really, really unpleasant. And, um, uh, but, um, you, you know, it, it, sh- we, it gives us a glimpse more of a human side of Seiki. So, so I think the Panasars have been victims of, of racism in the past. So this is very, very sadly nothing new to them. Um, and um, so this does bring up bad memories for, for Suki and it makes us wonder just what is her family's story and why is her husband in prison mm. and so maybe that's the next storyline for us to be watching out for yes I think so yes because they don't ever just mention someone unless no. someone's going to come back <laughs> exactly and we can find out why and the reasons behind yes, it yes and I think this one will be a very topical um, storyline yeah, and they, I mean, they do like to do that soaps, don't they? And as you say, very topical yeah. um, currently. Um, okay, so moving on to the cobbles. Um, last week, obviously, we saw Leanne doing a deal with the devil, really, didn't we? Um, and she's still at the mercy of, of Harvey, um, the drug boss. And it's getting... <laughs> Well, predictably, it's getting messy. It is. So uh, we said last week, you said, Hannah, that she is perfect as, as a drug courier, isn't she? Because no one's going to look at her. And she gets, she, she's got a nurse's uniform, which makes her even more perfect. She's, she's, she's dressed up in this, you know, nurse's scrubs, going out delivering stuff. Um, and, um, but, of course, if you're out in your nurse's uniform and um, somebody is taken ill in the street somebody recognises you're wearing a nurse's uniform, what do you think people are going to do? They're going to grab you and go, quick, you're a nurse, mm. can you help this mm. person? Well, of course, she's not a nurse, she's just faking it. So um, this is getting her into an awful, awful lot of trouble. Um, and um, she, you know, she just, Harvey's being a bit menacing, Simon's stressed, she's massively stressed, um, and feeling trapped, Leanne does finally, finally does a sensible thing, and she goes to the police and confesses all about what's happening. But instead of getting a sympathetic ear, they arrest her. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they have to, don't yeah. they? I mean, there is no there is no choice but to arrest her because she has been complicit in doing things she shouldn't be doing. But we all know that, well, we hope that kind of, I suppose, when it gets to the point of going to a judge in front of a judge in court um, or a jury, indeed, you, they would look at the facts, the, the surrounding. But it, it, I suppose, really, she had to be arrested because she has been dealing drugs. Yes. And just got to hope that her um, admission will see her get, I suppose, less time, if you like, or a more lenient sentence or whatever they decide to to do with her. Yeah. Um, Now, also, the Fizz and uh, Tyrone storyline. This sort of makes me quite upset, this storyline. I'm hoping it just kind of sorts itself out but she she's kind of been a bit remiss hasn't she with Tyrone and he's got a bit of a wandering eye and at the moment which is kind of unusual for him but he does we know that um he's kind of is he trapped no he's made his own decision Uh, but it's still pretty difficult to watch but she's taken um 
the bull by the horns and she, she's, she's found some real courage and she proposes to Tyrone and, and reveals that she has booked their wedding in Greece. Yes, she does. So, um, unfortunately, and she does it, she does it in, the, uh, in the garage and, um, you know, Abby and Kevin are, are hiding and listening, hoping to be, come out and go, congratulations! You know, and yeah. if you do something public like that, it can be, you know, it can go well. And um, yeah. it can go less well, shall we say? Well, I don't. I don't for a minute imagine that she expected it not to go well. Yeah. She would have expected him to be, I mean, over the moon, wouldn't yes, she? Yes, completely, completely. And he can only stare at her, and she's humiliated, really, really humiliated, and she runs off. Um, so, you know. She's, you know, they've been having lots of rows, and I think she just thought that was just normal couple rows. But actually, it was Tyrone not really wanting to be there, wanting to be with Alina. Um, so, you know, who will Tyrone choose? Will he choose Fizz and his two girls, or will he choose Alina? But you know, we, again, we talked about this before, and it's the same comparison can be drawn with the Mick and Linda scenario in East uh, in EastEnders. With this storyline, it feels like the kind of Jack and Vera Duckworth sort of uh, relationship in a way, doesn't it? So we've got to only hope that the uh, the scriptwriter see it in the same yes. way as we do, <laughs> and, and and stops Tyrone in his in his foolish tracks. Yes, yes. I I'm, I think um, Jack Jack Duckworth was a window cleaner. I'm. I, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm sure with window cleaners, he probably did have a couple of dalliances, but Vera would have put the kibosh on them very quickly, wouldn't she? Mm. Yeah, she's not quite a strong fizz, but they have that same sort of... Uh, they're anchored in, in, in the soap, yeah. aren't they, I suppose? Yes. Oh, OK, well, watch that one heat up. Um, OK, Emmerdale. Um, now, Harriet um, w- was in the cellar, wasn't she, with just a, a little bit of food, and she wanted to kind of... Um, she was sort of, I say, apologetic, I guess, and punish herself. Yeah. What's going on now? So, um, so, so, Will doesn't want anyone to know quite how how distressed and, and how mentally fragile Harriet is, and so she's living in the cellar at Woodbine, and. Um, He's meant to be living at home farm with um, Kim, but he's at Woodbine, and Kim Kim tracks him down there and enters Woodbine to demand to know what's going on. Um, and, um, uh, you know, so Kim and Will have already slept together, but, you know, Kim's a bit of a man-eater. We know that, Hannah, don't we? <laughs> bit of a man. We do. Massive man-eater. Um, but I don't think Will's really really interested in her um and uh kim makes a pass at him um and uh, he's but he's about to rebuff her when harriet makes a noise she drops something in the cellar and kim's going what's going on i thought i thought thought we were here alone and um to distract kim from finding harriet in the cellar he um he suggests they go upstairs very quickly where they do go upstairs and okay Mm -hmm. and uh Get jiggy. No, Harriet. That's going to really yeah. upset Harriet, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. She's in a really bad place anyway. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, they had broken up Will and Harriet, and um, but I think she was been leaning on him a lot more, and to know that he's upstairs with Kim is really... Um, it's torturing yeah. her even further, I yes. imagine. Yes, completely. Oh. Um, and also there was the attack, wasn't there, last week, um, by Paul on Vinny. Um, what, what, what can you tell us about that this week? What, what's kind of where, where's that going? Paul's just become this evil, evil person, Hannah, really evil. And uh, you know, um, 
yeah, there is there is no redemption for him after last week, and and um, this week he turns his attention to Liv because Liv's onto him. So we got Vinny in hospital. Um, Vinny's about to spill all to the police because at the moment he hasn't said, "Hey, it was my dad," um, and uh, they think everyone thinks it's Connor who who most people think kidnapped Paul, but of course we know that it was Paul and Connor you know pulled this this thing off to try and get Liv's inheritance um and um so Paul comes just gets to the hospital at the right time and stops stops Vinnie from spilling all to the police um Liv's furious she's now in uh Paul's sights um and can Vinnie save her from from his father but the thing is, it's sort of well, we've got to find out about him because it's a big week next week. It's isn't massive. It? This is it. So the, these two weeks, um, the last two weeks have been have been you know taking us up to this massive, massive, massive week in Emmerdale where it's Paul and Mandy's wedding. So Mandy is oblivious to what Paul is and how evil and mean he is. Um, Paul's desperate to marry to, to marry Mandy. He wants to make all of this go away. He's, he's just, oh, it's, it's just going to be such a great week. It's very shocking. That's all I'll say. Very shocking. I don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine, though, because weddings, let's be honest, they don't go to plan, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> okay, so um, we usually start with Holby, but we're ending with Holby this week. Um, hi, Victoria. Morning, Anna. Morning. Okay, Cameron. Yes. Is it really the end? Is it really? Uh, uh, it could well be, actually. Um, this storyline now has been going on for oh, almost a year. Um, when we started, we started, uh, there was scheming and then it, it reached this, this big, um, incident with, with him, um, bumping off Evan, um, by way of the greater good, he would say, I suppose. Um, so, and, and now, and now it's sort of come to this and after months of sort of scheming, manipulation and, and obviously cold blooded murder, it does look like the net could finally be closing in on Holby's Dr. Death, Cameron Dunn. Dr. Death. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us more. Okay, so Chloe's now absolutely convinced that Cameron killed her patient, Bobby Edwards, the other week and that he's since kidnapped her mother and she's frantic, she doesn't know where she is, but she's certain Cameron has something to do with it and she's determined to make him pay for what he's done. Um, but obviously we know Cameron and we know Holby and Holby's golden boy is not going down without a fight. Um, mm. It's a very dark episode. They make it extra dark by setting it on the night shift so you know that something's going to go awry. Um, anyway, um, so, so Cameron sort of, he really, he knows people are onto him. He, he, is, he is smart, we'll give him that, um, in that sense. Um, and he knows he's got to get out of the hospital as soon as he can. But when he sees the police outside, he sort of freaks out. Now, the police are there for, for another reason. He doesn't know that, though. He thinks they're there. He's, he's so paranoid now. He, he thinks they're there for him. Um, so he, he kind of freaks out and, and he, he's like, well, I can't go that way, so I'll go this way. And he heads down to the basement where he's keeping um, Ange hostage. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like her situation is is getting better any soon, uh, any time soon, shall we say? Um, 
But Chloe, she, she's like, he knows, he knows what, what, what's going on and, and I need to catch him. So in a desperate bid to catch him out, she, she enlists the help of Fletch. Fletch is, is uh, Holby's Mr. Reliable, always can be called on in a crisis. And, and she thinks, you know, he, he won't answer me. He's just been sort of calling him and he's, just, he's obviously just been ignoring her calls. So she gets Fletch to call him to Max's office it, it, under, the, under the ruse of sort of, oh, you know, come to Max's office and I, I need you to help me impress the hospital board. Well, of course, Cameron loves that. He's like, oh, me being asked to impress somebody? So it almost seems like he's, he's fallen for it, but nah. Um, he, does, he doesn't. Nah, he's... He, like I say, he, he does, he, up to now, he has been sort of one step ahead of everybody else. And Chloe does soon realise that, that Cameron hasn't taken the bait at all. So she thinks, OK, what else can I do? So then she gets Nikki involved. Obviously, Nikki, who we now know is pregnant with Cameron's child. She thinks, right, this, this could be a way that I could, could get to reel him in. So they sort of go to Max's office and, and he does end up going there um as they as they talk there's there's kind of lots of things revealed and and chloe does eventually find out that he is holding hand uh hand chloe works out that cameron is holding Ange in the basement and and dash it makes basically makes a dash to, to go and save is her is Ange gonna be okay uh we'll have to wait and see <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, at least it's all coming to an end. I I mean, I I suppose the question will be is whether justice will be done, as in the police come and take him away, or whether he will, you know, he'll manage, I don't know, do something to himself. I don't don't know. I can't tell where he's at. Well, um, Chloe leaves, and it's basically just Cameron and Nicky in Max's office, and he barricades them in, and... As what usually happens with these soaps, they they kind of end up having a bit of a heart to heart, and Cameron perhaps tells her more than he should. Um, so he kind of he does confide in Nikki a lot, um, and I guess we're sort of left wondering whose side is Nikki on. She's always she's always been. Cameron's sort of main She's been a big champion. Support, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know Can, can you has, oversee those things yeah. that he's done? I'm not sure. Everyone has everyone has their boundaries, so um I would hope it could that, yeah. be that is that his luck has finally run out. Yeah. It's it is an explosive, dramatic episode. Um so anyone who has followed the storyline does not want to miss this one. No, absolutely. And it's not, it's not all that's happening, is it, in Holby? Because um, what's Kean up to on Darwin? What isn't he up to? <laughs> we do love, we love a bit of Keon here, got to admit. Um, but this, what Holby is great at doing is, is they have this massive thing going on, obviously, surrounding Chloe, Cameron and, and all of that. But they always have some light to mix in with the shade. Um, and this comes this week in the in the form of a, a sweet little storyline with with Keon. Um, obviously, he's um, he's been banned from operating on patients um, since sort of I don't know falling off the wagon, shall we say, a couple of weeks ago. You know, Max let him stay, but it was it was very much that he he would stay ba- on the basis that he 
followed restrictive duties and he didn't operate on anybody. But, you know, Camp uh, Kian likes to be in, in the sort of cut and thrust of it all. So, um, you know, with all the chaos that's going on in the hospital, he is enjoying the sort of relative calm of Darwin. It's a night shift, so he's kind of poodling along. And it, but he, he gets talking to... Um, and he treats this patient, uh, she's a surfer, Georgia. They get quite close and form this sort of bond. And, and obviously, so she's up on Darwin. She's got a heart condition. Um, and that she, she sort of, she takes a turn for the worse, as the patients do, um, and needs urgent medical intervention. Well, because it's a night shift, there's, there's really nobody else around. So he says, there's nobody else around, Gov. Um, so he has to jump into action and, and sort of carry out major surgery minor surgery we'll say um on the ward on georgia she 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 needs she basically needs something drained and he he sort of sticks a big needle in her and he sort of he, he clearly loves being the one um to save the day uh, and he does save the day and there's no harm done and he's back to feeling really good about himself again um, however, when uh, Fletch finds out, um, it's safe to say he's not impressed. No, well, he's but, not allowed to do it, is he? <laughs> no, but Keon has just got this charm and he just gives him this, this sort of little wink and you're like, oh, God, I can't, I can't punish you for that. Look, you saved you the day. Saved, yeah. There was, yeah, there was no harm done. And, and it really does look like we, we see the light come back in Keon after, after what was quite a, a few traumatic weeks there for him a, a while back. Um, and, and it's quite nice to see. So I think we could see him performing significant surgeries at, at some point in the future. Well, it's fair to say that in the absence of casualty, Holby has stepped in with some great hospital <laughs> drama, frankly. Um, thanks, Victoria. Another um, another great week. Um, they never fail, do they? Um, stay safe. We're one, one, clo- one week closer to, uh, to lockdown ending and um, we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>